Isle of Man TT Radio, fueled by Monster Energy. Attention Paddock Preview Show, powered by RST. Good afternoon and welcome to Attention Paddock, brought to you by RST. Your preview show ahead of each day's action here on the TT course and brought to you right here from the TT Grandstand. I'm Chris Boyd and I'm joined today by Carl White, Belfast newsletter, road race journalist and a man you absolutely need to be following on Twitter. Ryan Farquhar, road racing royalty, winning most rider in uh, road race history, I think. Three TT wins, 13 podiums in total and creator of the Super Twin category and team principal of his own highly successful KMR team. And John Barton, Wimoto Kawasaki lightweight TT rider, competing at the TT since 1990 with two singles podiums and also a rider liaison officer. Good afternoon, all. Afternoon. Hi, Hi Chris. Well, we've finally got some weather here, Ryan, at the TT. We've got wind as well, but we've got some nice sunshine as well. Yeah, it's... You know, it's just it's a bit frustrating for us. Uh, you know, we're hoping to get the, the twins out. Uh, you know, Tuesday night's always the first main practice for the twins. But uh, with the, you know, being cancelled last night, you know, we have been put back. And the weather for tomorrow night's looking like a washout. So, you know, I'm not sure when we'll get out again. You know, that's our main objective. And so, John, it's a chance finally to get the superbikes, the big bikes out there on the, on the TT course. Yeah, it is. It's the one that everyone's looking forward to, isn't it? You know, everyone loves to come across and watch the, the superbikes get out on track. And, and, of course, those boys, you know, we were lucky enough to get out on Sunday afternoon, but these boys have been sitting around you know, for a good few days now here. So I think they're all really sort of chomping at the bit to get some laps in. I know it's going to be windy out there, and I know it's, it has concerned a few of the riders, but it, you know, it kind of is what it is, and we've got to try and get as many laps in as we can because the next three days the forecast is pretty pretty ropey so uh, it get, at least it gives the boys a bit of a chance you know Ryan don't you when you get here all you want to do is get on the track and get a few laps under your belt and then you can kind of relax a bit can't you yeah you know whenever you, you get here you're, you're looking for you know sunshine nice you know not too hot you know ideally you know nice dry evening you know maybe even a little bit overcast you know at night you know, some places where if the sun shines too brightly, it, you know, it can affect your vision, especially coming out of the lake of the Gooseneck and places like that there. And, uh, Apple Dean can be quite yeah, bad as yeah. well. But, uh, you know, ideally, whenever you get here, you just want to try and get the bike set up as best you can, get settled into a rhythm and have a, a really good uh, setup for the yeah. first race. I think that's where, you know, a, lot, a few of the boys are going to be lucky, aren't they? You know, the boys on the Honda and the, and the Kawasaki to a certain extent because they've got good data from last year and they, they know they can get ready to race. You know, the, the, the new in BMW... We're not quite sure how it's going to be. I know they had a few issues, didn't they, at Northwestern, one thing or another. So I think they're the boys looking for more of the track time, really, than the, than the other guys. Yeah, leaving the new the new Kawasaki, from what I gather, you know, speaking to a few of the lads, the, it's making that much power, and it's quite aggressive at the minute. You know, there a few of them are opting for the, you know, the 2018 model to the, to get the, right. the, the glitches sorted out, you know, because it's, it's okay having 200-plus brake horsepower, but... You want something that you can use and yeah. use quite comfortably, you know, yeah. and there's no point having a, a pile of horsepower and, it, you know, trying to spin up and being really aggressive. What was the main issue at the Northwest with them, right? Was it handling-wise or tearing tyres or...? Well, whenever you have, you know, when you have a, an issue where it is aggressive to ride, you know, the Northwest is, you know, it's, it's hard in any tyre, even if, you, if you're chef, uh, 200 brake horsepower, but... From what I gather, especially with the Kawasaki, you know, it's a totally new, you know, uh, throttle system. It's like fly-by-wire, and, right. it's, you know, it's just getting the, 
you know, the transaction from the, the throttle to the back tyre as, as smooth yeah. as possible. But they will get there. You know, every yeah. every new model that comes out, they normally have a few issues. Uh, but ho- hopefully by the, the end of practice week, start a race and, you know, all the, the front runners will have their bikes sorted. So they'll have a good, uh, yeah. they're in a good chance of putting on a good race. Do you think, mm-hmm. though, Ryan, maybe coming into the Superbike practice tonight, that Dean Harrison, you know, having had those six laps under his belt, I think only 600 there on, on uh, Sunday, um, you, know, you can basically just park that, take the Superbike out tonight and and uh, maybe, you know, make hay while, while the sun's out, even though the conditions are sort of windy, it's probably going to be problematic up on the mountain. But compared to what would seem to be his two main rivals, Peter Hickman, obviously, and, and uh, Michael with their new BMWs, you expect Dean to be the man that's setting the pace over the, the first few days of practice anyway? Well, you would, but, you know, if you look at the Northwest 200, I would have to say James Hillier's in with a really good, you know, to me, he, he should have got man of the meeting, you know, for his performances in pretty much every class at the at the Northwest. And if he, if he can continue on from the Northwest, the way he rode, you know, there to, to here, you know, uh, you couldn't rule him out, you know. He's definitely James, a fantastic rider, you know, and he seems to be going really well this year. So it'll be interesting to see what it, what he can do with the likes of Peter Hickman, and Dean Harrison, and Michael Dunlop, and a few others as well. He's always been there, hasn't he, James? Uh, you know, knocking on the door there, thereabouts. So I suppose it's just about making that extra step. But it is quite a big leap, isn't it, from one three three to to one three five now? Well, you know, like I say, whenever you look at his the pace he had at the Northwest, he, he's well capable of it, you know, and the the team seemed to have that bike working really well for him. So it is going to be really interesting. You know, it would be good to see another couple or three riders in the mix and not just those three that you have spoke about. Connor Cummins as well. Quite a different James Hillier this year, just before we finish on him. He, he did an early BSB round, which is most unlike him, and then uh, his pace right from the start of practice at the Northwest 200 was was right there and he was he was pushing his teammate Glenn Irwin wasn't yeah. he on the Kawasaki so it's it, it almost seems maybe he's had a bit of a reset over the winter yeah, he decided really. he's coming at it with a different attitude this year it is really as well I mean you know Ryan you know a lot of this game's in your mind you know it's between your ears and he's and he's full of confidence isn't he he's 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 got a bit of a, a strut about him. He, he had a brilliant Northwest. He's 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 talking really kind of positive, and I think that's I think that is going to that will just portray itself on the track this week. I'm sure Ryan uh, going to be he's going to be one up there that we uh, we need to look at for sort of podiums and potential wins this year. Yeah, like you know, like something you've touched on there. Like a rider never really gains any more ability. You know, no. every rider has a certain. I think they're they're born with a, a certain amount of ability. It's a lot to do with the form they're in, the mood they're in, how the you know they work with their team and how the bikes perform. And if you get a rider that feels good within themselves and they're happy with the the whole setup, uh, and they have the confidence, you know yeah. that's. Yeah. You know, that's whenever a rider falls into that sort of rut, they can get very hard to beat. Yeah, and confidence is huge in it in this game. That's what it's all about, really. Yeah. You know, if you're confident yeah. and you believe in yourself, uh, there's no reason why they can't go out and step it up from 133 to 135, possibly even 136 if conditions are right. That's right. I mean, it all can. It does. Can you know, I think depend on the conditions. You know, if we only get a few sessions in, I don't think we'll see those times go that high. But you know, looking at what Dean did on Sunday night on the 600, you know, he he was almost bang straight up on the on the pace. Whether he can do that tonight on the on the superbike, I'm not sure. But I'm sure they won't be far off it tonight. Yeah, if you take you know the the pace that Dean done on uh, Saturday evening and 
conditions were far from perfect. Yeah. You know, it was really windy, really blustery. You know, and uh, you know if if it does settle down and you know they get a bit of rubber in the track and there's plenty of grip, you know, you could well see a new right, a new yeah. lap record in the 600. And you've always you've always might know. I mean, what's what's the talk with Michael? You know, and the Tyco BMW. I mean, you know, he's not done much riding. What he did do at the Northwest was was not too bad. Do you, do you see it all kind of working well, out for him this year? Michael very much, you know, keeps himself to himself. Yeah. You know, I think his last proper race and laps and anger prior to the Northwest was actually in last year's Senior TT. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, you know, well documented that he took. You know, some time away from the sport, given the the, the, the tragedy that uh, uh, that occurred last year with his brother William. You know, so he made the decision, you know, to come back. And um, obviously, there's a new uh, 2019 brand new uh, S1000 BMW this year that he has to get used to, and also Peter Hickman, who incidentally will be having his first laps tonight, won't he? In, in practice, yeah. when when Peter Vincers out the outright lap record holder, but um, Michael, you know, hasn't definitely done as much, obviously. Uh, Racing mileage as 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 as, as Dean and, and Peter coming in, uh, coming into the TT. But he one thing he does have he's got a lot of experience around here, you yeah, know, uh, exactly. a lot of know-how. Um, and he did make quite a good start there uh, on Saturday uh, or on Sunday, sorry, on on his uh, super sport bike, second fastest behind yeah. Dean. Yeah. Dean was 126.09 for Dean, and, and Michael was around 124 miles per hour, and, and and then he did a few laps, I think, on the pattern as well, you know, so. Um, look, no, Michael, he'll just get on with the job be- behind the scenes, and you know you would never discount him. No, no, you can't, can you? Ever? No, definitely no. not. Like, a, uh, you know, I've rode against him for for many years, and uh, you can never rule out a Dunlop. You know, Michael, he's a fantastic rider. He's with a fantastic team. You know, yeah. the yeah. the you know the they are in a situation with a new bike, uh, with that new BMW, but uh, with a few nights practice, and you know, with the the knowledge or the experience they have, I'm quite sure come the you know the first superbike race, they'll not be that far away. At the Northwest, actually, Ryan, on the Tuesday when you know conditions were great, um, it was as if Michael almost had never been away because he, he came out and he was he was right in the mix uh, on the timesheets on, on all the bikes, um, and then obviously with when you know the weather sort of deteriorated on Saturday, uh, that kind of literally put a dampener in things. But um, he, he was also fourth fastest on Thursdays dry qualifying session and the three guys in front of him Glenn Irwin and, and Dean Harrison and Alistair Sheely they were actually all under Michael's 2016 lap record yeah. so he he was there thereabouts yeah like I say you know you just you know if they get a couple of dry sessions and get the bike you know the way they want it you know it's going to be an interesting race you know because you're you have like I think you're going to have about at least four riders that's well capable of lapping 135 yeah. mile an hour. Yeah. Uh, no you also need luck here as well. That's you right. Know, Absolutely. You, you can have a fantastic bike and everything going well, and, but you need luck going your ways. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how how the whole thing pans out. You know, come if the race goes ahead on Saturday, is the forecast that I'm seeing. You know, we're not going to get very much practice between now and then, so there's a good chance they might have to run the race later. And I think you've also got to bring into that equation, you know, Connor Cummins, the the, the very popular Manx rider as well. Connor had a fantastic. Northwest 200 uh, on the 600 uh, as well. You know he, he's he's uh, he's a big he's a big lad, but he can certainly ride a 600, and, he, and he's proven that. And Connor, 
He was on the podium twice last year, wasn't he? In the Superbike yeah. and, and, yeah. and Senior was, Yeah, both the big bike races, he scored podiums. And, of course, the 600 podium at the Northwest followed on from winning the Ulster Grand Prix 600. Yeah. So, on the Supersport, where everybody writes him off, mm. he's had a fantastic right. run of international results. And then he put the big bike results together with it as well. That's right. So, he's, he, he's there on all machines, really. Very, very steady, you know, very, very very smooth and uh, he got a third there on the Malenko by Paget 600 yeah. at the Northwest 200 and a, and a great wet race Ryan it was too even your conditions weren't great but certainly Davy Todd and, and Derek McGee and, and Connor served up a, a fantastic uh, a fantastic race and on that super sport event yeah, yeah. it was an, exi- an exciting race to watch mm-hmm. you know as uh, most most 600 races are but you know the the conditions the Northwest there was a few of the you know potential winners or front runners opted not to ride but uh, you can't take it away for the lads that you know did go out and Connery definitely uh, he put on a fantastic show at one stage I actually thought he was gonna he was gonna win it you know and uh, Clive Padgett he puts a, a great team together you know his bikes are, are they're, you know always competitive you know so you can't rule Connor out you know of getting his first TT win. I don't think Connor's won a TT. Sure, he hasn't. You know, I'm not as clued up in all of this as you guys, but he's been a, yeah. a podium finisher many times. But yeah. it would be good to see Connor getting a, a TT win this year as well. Yeah, he's, he's led, races, led races a couple of times, so yeah. he's had the opportunity. He just needs to see one through, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, th- I think again, this is the year that he can he can do it. You know, obviously we all know the Padgets, and we know that he's he's with the you know one of the best teams in the in the paddock. And you know they're going to have that bike set up to do 133 34s tonight, you know, because they know the bike inside out. And I was really impressed with the speed trap figures of Connor's bike at the Northwest. The Honda was one of the one of the quickest through the speed trap figures. So they've obviously found some speed from somewhere in the engine. And if they can portray that into the handling a bit, Connor's got all. I think Connor's got all the attributes to to do the job. Yeah, yeah, and the size of Connor too, you would have to say, you know, with the height of him, you know, he shouldn't yeah. really be able to do that on a 600 compared to some of these uh, smaller riders that yeah. weigh about seven stone, you know. But yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, Davy Todd that won the Northwest 200 race and got his first international road race victory as Connor's teammate is just that kind of pilot, isn't he? Perfectly suited to the 600s. Yeah, yeah, you know, the smaller you are, the easier it is getting tucked in, you know, and the... Uh, from an aerodynamic point of view, you know, it makes it much easier. But uh, whatever Connor's doing, he's getting himself lapped around the bike pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. Which brings us then to the other Honda rider, if you like, Ian Hutchinson on the factory bike, who is a bit of an unknown this season because they've, they've not been to any race meets apart from the Northwest 100 where we didn't really get a, a, a view on exactly how they are, Kyle. They've been testing at private little small tracks around England and we just haven't really got a performance guide on where Ian Hutchinson is. Yeah, I think Ian has done you know, a load of testing over the winter months. Uh, he missed the Ulster Grand Prix last year to sort of focus on, on, on building up his fitness and um, you know, we all know he is. He's he's a kind of guy that's sort of always always working out. So um, he'll be as fit as he possibly can be now for 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 this year's TT. Um, no, we didn't really get you know a, a gauge of where he may be at the at the northwest because you know Ian especially isn't going to stick his neck out when it's when conditions are a bit iffy, you know, and and, and risk a slip off. Um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see how he gets on tonight. I think in uh, Sunday's. Super sports session. He was, I think, he was maybe down like eleventh place or something uh, on the six hundred. But um, we'll probably get a clear indication as to where he's at when he takes the the super bike out this evening. You can never rule him out. He's such a determined character, and he, I mean, what he's come through over the years with the injuries, and you know, any anyone else would have just quit the job, wouldn't they, and gone yeah. off and done something else. I mean, he's so so determined. So, and I, you know, I think that 
with that and with his with his knowledge of the TT horse and how well he can ride around here, again, I don't think you can count him out come the end of practice week if it, you know if if the Honda kind of behaves itself really. Yeah, like I, I'd watched him at the, the Northwest 200 and he looked a lot more comfortable on the bike than what he had, you know, last yeah. year. So, uh, as somebody mentioned there a few minutes ago, he's probably didn't didn't want to stick his neck out there. Where here, you know, it's, it's a bigger fish to fry, really. And, That's right. You know, I mean, he always looks at the big picture, doesn't he? And I mean, you, you, you know, he's all he's, he's he's never, you know, he's always said that you know this is his main focus, isn't yeah. it? The TT and you know all the riding that he's done over the last six months is is leading up to just these two weeks and. Uh, that's that's his main focus, and he's and he's fit and he's healthy. And he was saying the other day that for the first time uh, he can actually ride the bike without feeling the injuries. Yeah, you know he can actually sit on the bike comfortably and and do what he needs to do. And that you know for me that that means he's he's here for business. Yeah, you know, and if he if he can get a couple of practice sessions and get the bike set up, you know, probably from the you know the the condition he was in last year. The bike probably wasn't set up a hundred percent for the way he was, he would like it because you know he wasn't fit to move about on it. So I would think now that of all those, uh, you know, yeah. problems ironed out, and yeah. you could possibly see him tonight. You know, lapping one hundred and thirty mile an hour plus. You know, which I would yeah, expect. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me at all. He's, he's the sort of he's the sort of character just to pull pull the pin and and, uh, and just shock everyone really. Yeah, yeah. Another another pensioner, if you want to call him that, on a, on a Honda could be <laughs> Mr. Rudder. You know, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing Michael here in this RCV. You know, yeah, I mean it's going to be a great thing just just to hear and, and hear the thing going around the course and to, and to see it. But yeah, you can never again never rule it out. I mean, I know I know Michael really well, and he's he, they've had an awful lot of problems with the electronics. But you yeah. know, speaking to him today, I think they've they're pretty convinced they've got to the bottom of it. So. Hopefully that that yeah that could be a complete unknown quantity around here, couldn't it? In his hands. Yeah, you know, like he's he's so smooth and yeah. uh, whenever he's in form, he, he 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 is fast and you know he hasn't had much luck as you say. You know, at Macau and uh, the Northwest, they've had a load of whole load of uh, issues with you know sensors and things. You know, so That's right, yeah. if, if they can get all that dialed out and get the the maximum power out of the bike, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You could see, you know, yeah. Michael maybe on the podium as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even as you say, with his age and that, he's still, he's still, you know, mega focused. You know, he's not come here just to, just to, to you know, show his face. He's here to, to do yeah. the job, and he spent a lot of money, a lot of time developing this bike purely, really, for for this meeting and, and later on Macau. So, yeah, it'd be real, real interesting to see how he gets on. It's just coming up to 5.49. You're listening to Attention Paddock in association with RST. Our guests here with us are Carl White, Ryan Farquhar and John Barton. And obviously, yeah, Michael Rutter. Just how hard is it to come and set up a bespoke bike like that for the TT, Ryan? Well, you know, I I don't really know, to be honest. I have no experience in, you know, working with a bike like that. And there's there's very few people, probably apart apart from Clive Padgett in the paddock, that has Mm. experience working on but with the technology there is in MotoGP, taking a bike like that there and coming to, you know, the Isle of Man TT, you know, there's a massive difference, you know, so it's, it's bound to be really difficult, you know, to try and get the best out of the bike. The problem is with electronics, isn't it? I mean, they've, they've been speaking to HRC and such, but they've obviously only got data from short circuit events. Yeah, they've got no idea about the nature of this place and wouldn't understand it, you know, it, and, and that, that, that transfers itself into the fact that they can't give them any kind of real help with the electronic package because they've, they've never had any sort of experience of somewhere like this. 
And speaking of the 40-something-year-olds, Kyle, we haven't mentioned John McGuinness yet. Yes. Of course, got to mention the... Back at the TT, The silver bullet. Yeah, that's right. No, I mean, you know, John's so popular, especially here at the Isle of Man TT. Uh, obviously, he got those two parade laps done uh, last year. Everybody was, uh, you know, delighted to see him to see him out there. But this is where he wants to be now, you know, riding competitively uh, at the TT. He's been away for the past two years. And um, I heard him interviewed prior to... Uh, Sunday's uh, qualifying session when he was going out in the new Norton Superlight, and he was saying that you know the the, the nerves were building and and you know the, the you know he felt apprehensive, but I suppose that's probably something you get all the time anyway, Ryan. It's probably something that, that never sort of goes away. But it will be interesting to see how John gets on with the Norton. Like you know, there's few people out there know the the, the mountain course as as well as uh, as John. Um, and as he's pointed out before, the bike has been around at uh, 132 almost, or maybe 132 in the yeah, hands of yeah, Josh, right. Josh, Josh Brooks. Brooks. So um, it will be interesting to see what uh, John can do with it. There's a feeling that maybe it won't perhaps be as right as competitive at the sharp end as, as John maybe would want it to be. I know, yeah, I mean, do you, yeah, that's the, that's the thing, yeah, with John being as fit as he is, uh, would it would it be better for him to be looking at a, a different kind of team and whatnot, still at his stage of his career, or, you know, would he, you know looking to develop this Norton and, and take it to those sort of speeds? The problem is we don't know whether the thing's capable of them speeds, do we? We know Josh did a brilliant job. I but thought you were going to say you don't know if it's a thousand cc engine. Well, or I know, yeah, engine. maybe it's the twelve hundred they've got in, but but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, is is the, is the bike capable of doing one hundred and thirty-five? I'm not sure. Well, that's 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 the question, you know. Uh, uh, you we know, know John is, but is yeah, is, well, is, is the bike, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the proof will be in the pudding, won't it? I suppose we'll, we'll get to find out, you know, soon enough yeah. uh, as practice goes on, uh, just how much in the ballpark uh, John's going to be, um, but. You know, like I say, his lack of racing mileage over the past couple of years is maybe something that will go against him. Although he does have that experience here, and you know, if conditions aren't great and you know riders haven't got a lot of time yeah. uh, on dry roads, you know, yeah. on, on their super bikes, um, you know, it might be something that plays into yeah. John's hands. But I mean, the top six, you'd have to say that would be a fantastic result if he was able to yeah. do that in the Norton. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, you, you kind of you don't want this bad weather to happen but I think come the races it'll make it more exciting because there'll be other I think there'll be a lot of people more in the mix won't there you know if, if they haven't got up to the, the speeds that they're capable of or what they did last year it might it might open the door to, to some others coming up into well the possibly but you, you normally find it's the it's the same faces the cream you know, get to the top you yeah. know they've you know the, the lads with the, the team that have the experience you know it's like if you take the likes of Dean, uh, Michael, you know, James Hillier, uh, you know, the bike that they're getting onto tonight is probably well capable of getting yeah. onto the podium. There's some of the lads down the, the field are possibly new bikes and they're, you know, they're they're pissing in the wind really yeah. from, as yeah. from a setting point of view, you know. Yeah. So sometimes you can click on a setting straight away and other times, you know, you're, you're chasing your Chasing's tail. Well, yeah. Just on that, Ryan, then how different would a, set, um, a setup coming out of the Northwest 100 200 be to arriving at the TT. How similar would the setups be? It's normally quite different, you know. And depends on some riders, like uh, Michael Rudder that rode, you know, my twin at the Northwest 200. His is identical, pretty much to here, and you know, it's not that far, uh, far away from the laps he done the other night. You know, a few t- tweaks to make where there's other riders, you know, it's massive the changes to make. The Northwest really hard braking, you know, and you want to get the bike. Uh, stopped and turned, you know, so you normally have much harder fork springs. We're here, it's more fast and flowing, 
you know, there's not as much heavy braking around the, the TT circuit. So it's just some some riders be pretty similar and other ones as massive, you know, the difference. What about yourself, Ryan? Was there major changes between the two? You no, know, I pretty much just rode the, the bike yeah. the same. Like yeah. the ZX10 that I rode for for many years, I never even changed the gearing on it, you know. Yeah. If I rode it at Scarborough, you know, a short circuit, Scaries, you know, Northwest Ultra Grand Prix. I yeah. used the same gearing, so whenever yeah. I got onto the bike, it felt the same all the time. You know, it, yeah. uh, uh, you know, when you change the gearing, it changes wheelbase and things. And uh, it had enough power. There's some circuits maybe only using four gears, where the likes of the Northwest TT Ulster, you know, it's screaming his head off and sick. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's got that much grunt off the bottom. You know, you didn't need to change it, or I didn't need to yeah. change it. The mechanics must have loved you then. Not much work. Well, when, <laughs> I, when I didn't hold myself, it didn't really matter. Yeah. It was just uh, probably lazy. I didn't want the hassle of changing it. So, just we're coming up towards five to six. So, not long to go. We'll be moving into the practice coverage just after six o'clock. So, of the other riders that we haven't discussed so far, we haven't mentioned Lee Johnston. Of course, it's very interesting, Carl, back on the BMW where he's felt very comfortable in the past. That's right. Lee has made a fantastic start to the new uh, international road racing season. He got, he got off the mark with a, a win in the and a brilliant super sport race on the Thursday evening. Um, on his uh, ice court race in Yamaha, he's got a new sponsor on board in the ice court group, but it's very much his, you know, the loyal backers that he's had behind him in the past, uh, East Coast and and Burdens. Uh, he's injury free this year for the first time in a few years, and and you know, talking to Lee, that's one of the key things for him uh, coming into this season. He's feeling confident, um, and like I say, he's got a win under his belt already. His best chance, obviously, you'd have to say, would be on the on the super sport bike. Although he did have a a podium behind uh, Hutchie and, and Michael Dunlop in 2015 on the BMW. He's hand-picked his bikes again. Like I say, Yamaha R6 for the Supersport class and a BMW Superstock bike and, and Superbike. Um, yep, Lee should be up there. I'd expect to see expect to see him knocking on the door, all right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's back He's back happy again with his team, isn't he? He's back with his, with his, old, his old crew. He's, he's much more hands-on with the, putting the team together and everything, and he's, he's had a really good start to the... BSB Supersport Championship as well as well as the good results over at the Northwest. So, I'd expect to see him, you know, push into to, to do certainly quicker times than he ever has done on a superbike this year. I think all the all the all the ingredients are there for him. Yeah, like you know, as you say, Lee, you know, he started off pretty well at BSB. You know, he was running, you know, with, with what in the first three or four. Yeah, yeah. And he had a really good Northwest. He opted not to ride on the Saturday, you know, because of the, you yeah. know, the it was quite slippy. I think he had a couple of moments in the, the first, you know, the warm up lap and then the first run of the 600 race. So, uh, whenever you're talking to Lee, he's content. He's happy with the bikes. Happy with the people mm-hmm. he has around him. And uh, you know, he's definitely well capable of, you know, putting in a, you know, a, a good performance to get a, a podium at the TT. So just to wrap things up, right now, before a bike's gone out on the track, the big bikes, if you were offered the opportunity to ride a Honda, a BMW or a Kawasaki, given the current position of each of them, which would you opt for? I'm Kawasaki through and through. So <laughs> that was going to be a straightforward answer. I've right? been for many years, so I'll definitely be going with the well, Kawasaki. Well, in that case, then, which would you jump on? Uh, do you know, I've, I've, I've ridden... Uh, an old blade, not the uh, current as well, and the Kawasaki. So I, I'd like to jump on the BMW. I'd like to have a feel. I've never ridden one of those. So it'd be it'd be a pretty cool thing to to have a go on one of them. And from our point of view, from the s- sidelines watching, if you like, Cal, which one most excites you about the potential at TT 2019? Probably the Kawasaki. Um, you know, Dean Harrison on the Kawasaki. Uh, you just feel that you know things 
didn't quite go his way last year. He touched bad luck in the opening superbike race when he when he had a good advantage over over Michael Dunlop. Uh, and then he led basically all the way in the senior until he was coming down the mountain and he was overhauled by uh, Peter Hickman. Um, but you just feel that, you know, Dean is going into tonight's superbike practice probably the best placed of them all um, to really hit the ground running and sort of build from that into Saturday's race if it goes ahead on Saturday. Well, let's see what happens. Hopefully we've got the bikes on track in a moment. We're just about out of time here on Attention Paddock. Brought to you by, <coughs> excuse me, RST. My thanks to... Uh, Kyle, to Ryan and to John, they'll all join us straight after this practice session for a, a recap on Park Fermo. But for now, we'll leave you and we'll go and get ready for qualifying at TT 2019.